Welcome to the Trusted Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. I'm Edwin K. Morris. Jeff Teske joined the insurance industry immediately after his graduation from the University of Scranton in Pennsylvania. He earned a degree in computer information systems. Jeff was super well-suited to become a webmaster for Chubb in 2000. Fast forward a few years, and Jeff founded Forge3, a website building platform designed specifically for the insurance industry. Welcome back, Jeff. Uh, It's good to see you again here in the studios of Iroquois. Uh, So as a guy that says he's kicking the insurance industry in the pants, tell me what's going on at Forge3. What's been going on at Forge3? I mean, Forge3's been around since 2004, and a lot of folks uh, may not realize I started my career at Chubb before that. My dad worked at Chubb. I worked at a small, well, it actually wasn't too small. It was 300 people um, in the agency my dad was running before it was sold to Hub International. And uh, back then, that saying kind of came out of that, which was like, geez, the insurance industry has such a long way to go to embrace what's happening today. And this was, I remember this is like 15, 20 years ago, I was saying this. And uh, fast forward to today, and it's the same story now. A lot of agencies and not even just agencies, but a lot of players in the insurance industry, um, especially on the independent channel side, tend to be legacy and kind of um, behind. Where is your application being accessed? Meaning, is it is it shifted from a location base to a mobile base? Are we talking everybody's tapping in via mobile device versus a, a laptop or a PC? Sure. So mobile uses is definitely up. So for those that don't know, we have a platform called Active Agency. It's a website platform for insurance agencies. So we just passed 1,100 plus agencies across the country, uh, primarily. We have some international up in Canada, a couple overseas as well. Um, so that's the that's the insight that we have. What's interesting though is you know we have that access to to see all of the kind of insight across all those different agencies, which is pretty unique. Yep. And mobile usage is definitely increasing. Um, it's not a majority yet, though, believe it or not. So some people think, mm. well, it's all about iPhones and Android phones and stuff, and who cares about desktop computers? But the reality is, if you look at the stats, who's visiting insurance agency websites for the most part, they're still coming from a traditional computer, even though, Mobile devices yeah. and iPads and tablets and whatnot are increasing. They're not a majority quite yet. Question is, is does that migration change per user? I mean, is it initially they're web-based on a PC or laptop, and then as they become more comfortable, does the usage transition to mobile at any point? I think it depends on what the person's doing. So what we'll see mm. is if somebody needs to, let's say, for example, report a claim, let's say that God forbid they got into some fender bender over the weekend and they need to do something, right? They have a claim they need to file. Well, they're probably not going to like come back to their home and boot up their PC or something and go look for something on Google. They're going to grab their phone, probably go to Google, look for the insurance agency name. Hopefully the insurance agency shows up in Google. That's part of it, right? It's SEO. And they're going to tap the link and go into it and click hopefully client service center or something. And they're going to say, you know what? I need to report a claim. So obviously you're going to have more mobile usage in that kind of a scenario. Whereas if somebody's just looking around and maybe they're new to the area, for example, I recently moved from Pennsylvania down here to uh, the South Carolina area, the Charleston area. And just like anybody else, I needed insurance. And sure, I have a bunch of connections in the insurance industry, but I still wanted to do some research on the area and the location and 
who are the best agents in the area? And do we have clients in the area, which mm -hmm. we do? And I did that not on my smartphone because it was something I wanted to dedicate some time to and right. have this green real estate. Right. So I think it depends, I think is the answer to that, right? Is there a transition where you think it'll just eventually be mobile? I don't know. You know, it's funny. If you asked me that five years ago, I think I would have said it might be five years from then, which is now. It's not though. And like I said, just looking at the stats, if you go into Google Analytics, um, again, across these 1100 mm -hmm. plus websites that we have, it's just not there yet. Mm. Uh, people still use big screens. It's yeah. not just using smartphone screens. And I think that's probably going to be that way for a while. It's like self-driving cars, right? It's like back it's five just, years ago, yeah. it's like everyone's going to have a self-driving car and who's no one's going to own a car anymore. And what's going to happen to the auto insurance industry? And mm. there's going to be like a, a drone that picks you up and drops <laughs> you off at school and all this kind of stuff. It just doesn't happen that way. It takes longer than I think we initially think. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to ever be like all mobile all the time. I think there's a there's going to be different devices. Do you think a lot of that is built by the provider? I mean, that heavy lift, it wasn't long ago where you had to make sure your web presence was good in a tablet, good in a cell phone, and not everything transferred well between platforms. And and now that's not really a big thing, is it? I mean, it's just, no. it just is ambiguous as far as where you're looking. Yeah, the technology is advanced to, to a place where it, it just works no matter where you are. Um, it's called mobile responsiveness, right? So you create a website, for example, and the website just needs to work on all kinds of different screen sizes. It was not that way when I was working at Chubb and that my dad's agency, right. it was one screen and it was called a computer screen. It was a desktop screen. And <laughs> that was the end of that. Right. Um, but now, yeah, you, it has to work on all these different devices because you really don't know what the screen size is. Even you can even take something like the iPhone and you really don't even know what the iPhone screen size is anymore because there are so many different versions yeah. of iPhones and Android Variables. devices and tablets yes. and what version iPad do you have? And do you have a big screen on your desktop or do you have a small screen on your desktop? So, you know, this stuff just, the technology has advanced to the point where it works across all these devices, which is, which is good. It should, it has to. You mentioned about how many folks you're working with. Did you say 1100 websites? Yeah, we recently passed um, actually a thousand a month or two ago. So we're at 1100 now. I mean, I know that because I promised the entire team that we were going to celebrate <laughs> that. Well, congratulations. Thank you. What all comes with that interface? I mean, what does a customer or client get? Yeah. So active agency is pretty comprehensive. Uh, it's obviously the website. So when you go to Google and you're looking for the agency, the agency shows up. So the search engine optimization called SEO is built in. Then the website looks awesome. We're known for the design. Um, it's not a cookie cutter kind of template. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the reason for that is it, we have every project has a project manager, a designer, and a content manager assigned to it. So we do all the lifting on our side once we understand the what makes the agency unique. Are they in rural Pennsylvania or are they in the middle of LA? Well, if, there are different vibes and different content and different. So sure. all of that's included, but there are also a bunch of sales tools and servicing tools built into it. Clickable coverage are these interactive graphics that are really slick and very effective on explaining what insurance is. So instead of just reading a trifold on cyber liability insurance or something as a business owner, it's an interactive graphic where the person can click around and really learn about the different risks and the solutions always to have the right coverage. 
Um, might cost a little bit more from a premium standpoint, but you need to have that coverage. So that's built in video proposals. We saw a huge uptick in video proposal usage when COVID happened mm. and a bunch mm -hmm. of other tools like that. Who all can join this network? The platform itself is designed exclusively for independent insurance agencies, right? So that's our that's our primary market for it. Okay. The Iroquois website is built using that platform. We've done other things with carriers, for example, building on top. It's really designed first and foremost for independent insurance agencies, all the sales tools and servicing tools and everything built in, including integrations, by the way, with agency management systems and third-party tools and raters and CRMs and, and, and all of that cool stuff uh, is all built in as well. So how are you helping everybody? You've talked about all the technology and the, the comprehensive way to engage as an independent, to have all these tools how is that helping in the bottom line? Yeah, you know, it's still amazing to me that there are agencies out there that don't have anything, that don't even have a website. So that's mm -hmm. probably an obvious example where kind of need to have a web presence. Somebody a few months ago said, we're going to get uh, some table tents at the local diner as our primary marketing channel. And it's like, well, you can, like, there's nothing wrong with that per se, just like there's nothing wrong with radio or TV or any of the traditional stuff. But but really these days, 74% of people looking for insurance start on Google. Well, if you're not showing up, you're not showing up and that's not really helping the agency. And, and so I would say first and foremost, it's that. And then the sales tools and servicing tools, some of them are built in and just kind of work automatically. Others like video proposals, for example, uh, there's something else called Hello Producer built in. You know, those things require the agency do something and, and tell people about it and share video mm. proposals and that sort of thing. So I think it really depends on you know where the agency is in, in kind of their progression towards embracing a lot of this. But if nothing else, you need to show up these days. And that's really how you show yeah. up. There was one really quick, really quick, uh, just kind of sidebar on that is there was an agency principal. His name was Jim, uh, about a couple of years ago now. He said, Jeff, I've never had this happen to me my entire life, but I had a prospect tell me to my face, uh, actually on a call, um, the reason why he, had, he didn't choose us, he chose the guy down the street was because our website sucks. So Jim never thought of it before, but now he's thinking about it. And that, yeah. that matters, right? Well, really, I mean, until the transition of uh, all things digital, uh, you got to play in all, it depends on your demographic you're going after, right? I'm, you're going to have to put your eggs in different baskets in that plan in order to connect with a wider group. Yeah. And I think it also depends on, there was some, a, a principal reached out a few months ago and said, I hate live chat. Don't like live chat. I don't want to use live chat. I don't care about live chat. And the, the problem with even thinking like that is it doesn't matter if he likes it or if I like it yeah. or if you like it, if your <laughs> prospects like it or if your clients yeah. like it, that's what matters. And that's it's it. kind of a paradigm shift. So even though you might be, maybe you're running the agency like that story I just said with Jim for decades, yeah. 25 plus years, he's running the agency, not thinking anything of the website or what they looked like on Google or how many five-star reviews they had on Google or anything else. But now it's not so much what you think, it's what you're, who you're serving, what they think. Exactly. I mean, you got to meet them where they're at, right? They're the ones that are setting the behavior that is to be expected. Yeah. Jeff, to wrap things up, can you kind of go across the board of what the F3 network provides? Yeah. So the F3 network is uh, relatively new. I think about a year old now. That's something that is for clients of ours. So it's not something you're going to find publicly. Mm. If you do a search for it, you're not going to find it. It's for agencies mm -hmm. using active agencies. So those 1,100 plus 
um, agencies, it's, it's for them. And it, the reason why we came up with it was because we wanted a place where we could each share stories like success stories. And it's not just us presenting on a webinar all the time. Ideally, what we want to right. have our clients coming on, for example, like, you know, one of our clients, Jackie came on and said, listen, we followed this process and the tools built into the platform active agency. And we got 80 plus five-star reviews in a couple of months. So let me tell you how we did that, right? So then she inspires yeah. instead of us just saying this stuff works, it's a real case study. That's awesome. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, Derek was on another client, pretty remarkable using video proposals. Mm. His close ratio went up to 91%. So like sharing those kinds of anecdotal stories and like successes and whatnot is really what it's all about. And it's been a lot of fun to do you're, it. You're given strength in a social networking ability for a community to professionalize, share best practices and lessons learned. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we do also do some sneak peeks. For example, the one coming up in a couple of days as we're sitting here recording this um, is on this brand new initiative, the biggest advancement in our history. It's called Dashboard. And nobody has seen it outside the walls of Forge 3. So our clients are going to be the first ones to get a sneak peek at it. It's not going to be ready for another couple of months at least. But we want to do that as well, where we can share it, get some insight, get some input from them on kind of where we're going. Will you engage your your Forge 3 network to be the beta testers? Yeah, actually, we were talking about that. We're going to need that input. When you do something as, as big as what we're doing with Dashboard and even something else called Magenta, it's kind of a code word internally. We shared that on last month's uh, F3 network <laughs> session, just between us, right? This is, are you recording this? <laughs> but yeah, it's, that's what it's about too, is, is finding folks that can help us test it and yeah. is there a better way to do something or are we missing something that sure. uh, you know we have we just forgot so yeah it's part of it too well thanks jeff i look forward to hearing more about the success and the growth next time we get together sounds good i appreciate it thanks for listening to this edition of the trusted advisor podcast brought to you by iroquois group iroquois your trusted advisor for all things insurance and remember, get out of the office and sell. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I invite you to join me for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast. Podcast.